got some. We got the homies with us today. Yeah, we got the homies and a homie yet. If she if she claims it. <laughs> you guys have heard. I've mentioned this podcast before on Black and Blur. We've had some guests on this podcast from this podcast. Unsolicited views. Guys, thank you guys for coming to Black and Blur. Thanks for the invite. Really, really looking forward to having this conversation. Yeah. So you guys tagged me in a post. But you guys tagged me in a post. Um and I genuinely don't know how you guys got on that topic. Trust me, we don't know either. I gotta go back and listen. But basically y'all had some questions on whether or not Mary actually was a virgin. Um I believe that was your question. Right. And then also whether or not Joseph was a simp. Am I saying that right? Yeah. So here's the thing. I, 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 I'm, I'm honest, right? I'm, I am out of the cool circuit right now. I'm not cool anymore. Okay? You're not alone, right? But I still, I'm, I'm, I know something. <laughs> You're calling your own little way. Yeah, yeah, I know something. <laughs> I don't know what simp is. Oh, really? I don't know what a simp is. So like simp is basically a male pushover. Sid probably can give or it to better. Or sucker. Like, so basically, the reason why you would get Joseph being a simp out of that is because your girl's pregnant, yeah. right? You didn't do it. You didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So who did? So who did? Okay, okay. But it's divine intervention. It's, it's like, yeah. It's like, you got to have some strong faith. So he sent because he took responsibility? He could be. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. You and she's a virgin. He's the man who stepped up. Like, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Her voice was coming out, and I'm like, who is <laughs> So it's, it's a lot to think about. So, okay, so we'll get to that. We have that, you have, a, you have it outlined for us. I would love for y'all in any way to bring up these things on here. We can talk about it, hash it out. We can just answer it and y'all respond to it however you want to do. Um, but before that, y'all can introduce yourselves. Like, introduce yourselves for our listeners too. Okay, so I guess I'll start. Well, I'm John. I'm from Unsolicited Views Podcast. That's it. What else you got? Um, I might say, if you listen to, um, if Brandon's been on our podcast twice. Twice, yeah. Um, he's our religious um, expert. You know how CNN <laughs> they call somebody to do. St- he's our guy. Um, he's our Dr. Faust. Yeah, he's our Dr. Faust. He's our he's our Christian Dr. Faust. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. So, um, yeah, so I can give you a little backstory. We started our podcast, uh, it was actually the brainchild of Melvin. I actually had no I had no intention. Melvin's our first eight mic. He has eight mic. Okay. I'm just the uh, guy they, they won't let me not be. You just the guy that stepped up. You are Joseph. There you go. So um, we started by just basically talking about very candid conversations, opinions that nobody uh, cares about, and we only cared about. Um, and it was just really we never wanted to really touch pop culture because pop culture. Um, I guess we what we say we watch. Yeah, because uh, yeah. okay. we're, we're, so, we're not in the cool. Yeah, so like, we always thought pop culture was a bit much mm-hmm. to, to follow because we don't really care that much. We got real lives. Okay. Um, so we we wanted to talk about things from the black male millennial perspective. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of it. We've come to find out it's all very different. We're all different personalities. Mm-hmm. But it all collides and collapse. You know, it collides in a lot of different ways. I was about to say a different word there. Um but yeah, that's that's my intro. Like, okay, uh, I'll give y'all the easy part. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've been on here before. I'm, I'm Melvin. Uh, me and Brandon known each other since since high school. High school, man. We we've been good friends since then, man. It's good guys, good guys over here. Black A lot of people man. enjoyed that podcast too. That you were like, yeah. they thought that your questions represented a lot of yeah. questions that people had. I did. Hear. I did listen to that. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah, and I will say, I mean. I know even the friends that I grew up with in the church have the same friends. So they probably go even further than me in there. So yeah. I'm glad I did speak for some of them. Some of them people that are church hurt. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh, so me now? Oh, yeah. I'm Maul. I'm the uh, resident comedian. Uh, I'm <laughs> comedian. It's not much to me. Are you restrained by the political correctness of all comedians today, or are you just. Nah. No, no. Not Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should listen to some of that stuff and be saying. His last episode. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Sydney. They call me Sid Parks. Sid Parks. <laughs> yeah. okay, where's the Parks? So if you listen to the, we listen. We, were, we used to be all Joe Button podcast fans. I can't say everybody is anymore because yeah. of the big breakup. Yeah. 
Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Parks is like the engineer. He's always in the yeah. background, never on camera, I know but always has really good insight. That's why we call him Sid Parks. <laughs> People call me Parks. My oh, that's funny. Parker. Oh, okay. okay. So, Parks is one of the different versions. Gotcha. Okay, well, guys, hey, look. We're at we're at your mercy here. Oh, for you real? Guys, yeah, you had, let's let's talk. I'm looking at some of these questions, and the first one I'm looking at is what is God or who is God? I'd be curious to hear what you all's response to that is. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all make me lead all these. No, yeah. but before you say anything, everybody listening right now, John twice outside of his mouth has said he doesn't. I want you to pay attention. This podcast shows a lot. He can't help it. I'm not even gonna get into that diatribe of how shy I am. Um, my wife, my wife can tell you more about it because I'm not as talkative at home. I, I, I'm more observed. Maybe you're shy around certain crowds. Yeah, I'm. I'm nervous here. There's people I don't really interact with on a regular basis, so I claim up. Brandon gave it to Elliot. But um to me, God is God is all. Um he is a you know, you can call him a deity, you can call him almighty, you can call him the holy father, whatever you want to call him. I call him God because I have only be based off of my personal experiences with God. Okay. So I feel as though God is my God is the God of experience. You know, I do believe and subscribe to the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um I believe, you know, that he is coming back one day to rapture his church and Jesus is I believe in all that. So that's what God, who God is to me. God is spirit. He is, um, to me, really indescribable. I think God is probably the hardest thing to actually, it's not enough adjectives and nouns to describe God. And I think that's actually, when we get to the topic further, is that's actually the problem. I think people want, um, they want faith, they, they don't want, they want God but not faith. And I think that's always the tough part. And God is all faith. You need faith to, um, Talk to God. So that's why I believe in God. That's God okay. to me. I mean, God would be like a, to me, it's just, I'm going to keep it simple. I don't, I don't know. It's just a, a higher power that helps God in my life. Okay. In my yeah. life. And I try to leave it at that because if I go any deeper, I start getting into religion, which is the part that I have issues with. Yeah. <laughs> so, in general, that's it. Yeah, yeah for me, um, like a deity omnipotent, like, which is like all knowing, all in, like the all powerful being. Yeah, mine is pretty similar. Um, I would say God is all things, and so that's why some people refer to him as spirit or the universe or anything like that because he, he or she, is everywhere. Oh, all, okay. of us, all of us in general, because like his made his likeness. Right. right. So okay, I mean God wasn't ugly. Unless <laughs> some ugly people. There's definitely some ugly people. And they still are his children. But, I mean, it depends on what being made his likeness. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Yeah. We, they never meant. I was about to say something, but it wasn't politically correct. <laughs> so there were a couple different, I guess, branches of different religions I heard in that. Like God being in everything and all things, that's pantheism, right? That means that they believe that he's in his table. Um, uh, and so that's also not a personal deity, right? I think questions come from out of that. Um, you were saying, you were talking about like, hey, you subscribe to a specific one. Mm-hmm. But kind of is more in a subjective sense. Right. I, I, when I say God specifically, I always tell people I don't want you to, like, I have, I, I find problem personally and my belief what people say is source, higher power, and all that kind of stuff. Because I feel as though, you know, you should call him what he is and who he is. That's why I say I, I subscribe to the God of the Bible. Because everybody's God is not of the Bible. Right. <laughs> um, it's of a lot of different things. So specific to where I believe who God is. Mm. Do y'all believe in objective, do y'all believe in objective truth? Objective? Objective, yeah. Absolute. What's true is true. No, I think most things are theory. I think everybody's truth is different. There is definitely a... There is just truth. I I don't believe in all these... Everybody's truth. I think that's what gets us in trouble. So what are some examples of objective truths to you? Uh... Yeah, God. <laughs> I was trying not to use God. I was trying to use another one. Yeah. I to me that's really the only okay. one. Oh, okay. But if you think about that, that's bullet points is it's like a huge it points to a lot of different things that are true because God is. You gotta believe God is. Once you believe God is, then 
that opens up like, oh, okay. It's a well. I, I think that's the. Pit. I think everything. Were you about to say something? No, no, no. Oh, I, yeah. I think that um, with this question, what is God? Who is God? There are a lot of like many questions, many for the sake of conversation. I think there's some benefit, but questions that need to be answered that I think are presupposed in the question. So, what is God or who is God presupposes that there is a God, right? We know people yeah. disagree that there is a God. There are many people who disagree that there is a God. Um, but then as we talk about God, what, whatever our definitions are presupposes whether or not there's objective truth or absolute truth, or whether or not truth is all relative or everybody has their own, you know, they're different. Everybody has their own truth. Okay. Um, I would, I mean, one thing, a basic example, uh, polygraph of an absolute truth, math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It shows that it exists. We don't, it doesn't matter how I feel about it, right? I mean. I could told I told my teachers that hey no I know I got that wrong but that's my truth my answer <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I I did the work that, that, yeah <laughs> that's that's just the way I can that's what I concluded um, and it doesn't matter and not only does it not matter even when you start to uh, see how that conforms to reality people who are building bridges and building buildings and they can feel how they want to feel about math and reality is going to feel a whole lot different mm-hmm. <laughs> based on how they feel right. Um, and so I think if absolute truth exists, then that means that we need to ask the question then, is it knowable? Can we know what's true? If we can know what's true, then we have to go down that journey to find out what's true. All of this stuff is happening before we answer the question, well, who is God? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah all, all of that's happening uh, before we, we ask that question. But, um... So, so are you com- can I, are you yeah, comparing... Always interject. Are you, always interject. Yeah, always are you comparing math to... God? No, no, in, no. In terms, not not literally, yeah, but yeah. in terms of, um, are you saying that because math is the absolute truth, there has to be absolute truth, so why not God? I mean, yeah, so in a way, I think math existing and the truths in math exist prove that absolute truth exists. If absolute truth exists, God. then we have to ask the question, even if you don't want to use that term God, there is a standard. Where is that coming from? What is the standard of truth? By which we judge everything to determine what's true and false. I think that's, I mean, the second question on our bullet point, that really spills over into that because we choose when we are okay with truth ruling us and when it doesn't. You don't, which, what, which one was that? For example, basically, we talk about church, right? Okay. A lot of the hang up on church is rules. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's not if God exists. I think everybody there was saying, all right. We all we all representing smart tech, so it's like all right, we here. <laughs> but how we get there and like how, which who's telling me what to do, yeah. that becomes a problem. And I, I'm always it's always interesting to me because we we will let other things that are less than God rule us, mm-hmm. but we won't let we won't go in and subscribe to that because of I guess our hangups on man. And then you gotta understand. Then you gotta go into a topic of: Does your faith supersede man? Does it supersede this? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always interesting because I don't. I think you're gonna go in circles. <laughs> We're gonna go in circles because everybody's at the point now. Just everybody waiting it out and say, "Let's see who's right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> your belief system always starts with your parents, right? So grandparents, and whoever, mm-hmm. whoever, 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 whoever raised, raised you, you right? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, who am I? To say that because I believe in God, that the person who believes in um, the Muslim beliefs, mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it, but who am I to say that they're wrong and what they believe and, and what they, or any religion? I use them as an example, but yeah, that, no, and, that, and that's kind of where I go and I say it's no absolute truth with right, that, right. but there is absolute truth with math. And that's why I say I, I keep them two things separate. Well, I, I, oh, and, okay. I was going to say, I think that's why my definition of God is a little looser than for most people because I truly think. Most religions are in reality probably serving the same God, and rules and regional things developed into these different religions. And so, I feel like a lot of because I mean, when you really get down to it, some of the core rules are pretty much similar. Yeah, um, well, I would actually disagree with that. I would say that a lot of religions are more uh, superficially similar, but fundamentally different. So, um example right now we are all fundamentally the same in the fact that we're all human mm-hmm. right we are all human we have superficial differences mm-hmm. you know some of us have hair some of us don't <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 
Nobody's healing from past trauma. We're going to just keep um, completing uh, generational pr- problems that may have happened. Um, we're going to keep in the same cycle. We're going to stay on the same Some rat race. So if, it's like if you're going to use that, you have to apply the widespread to your whole life. So if you're not going to apply the widespread, so therefore, okay, so you know that there is something to overcome what you could have been taught that could have been wrong or could not have been in truth in totality. Because that's kind of what my take on it, right? So I was prescribed God, a version of God. Then you have to, from experience, realize, okay, what they said wasn't wrong, but I think I found holes in what they said, and I'm going to make it my own truth. So I just think it's always interesting where there's a lot of smart people. When I say smart, you know, you know educated, um, have great jobs, make a lot of decisions, but when it gets to this, this stumps them. But if you would put it in the terms of something they do on a daily basis, they would make a quicker decision based off of the facts That's provided. That's a good point. Are there any other things in life that we kind of like make our own truth? Probably, that was a tough question. What am I saying? I'm just all personal. I'm thinking every day, every day. I was like, work. I was like, red light blinking at me at this thing hanging down in front of the street. You know, what is my truth regarding that? Or do we believe that there is meaning to that red light that has nothing to do with how I feel, what I like, what I dislike? I hate traffic and I stop at every red light still. Because I feel like no matter what I think about it, there's consequences if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Another yeah. form of absolute truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like objective truth, the truth lies in the object and not the subject. There, it is outside of me. This house exists, it's true because of it's true, it's objective. It has nothing to do with me being here. Um, you know, none of those things. Uh, and I think that's what I'm talking about with regard to objective truth. Um, let me let me read this let me read this answer to you and see what y'all think about it as far as who is God or what is God. God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. He is eternal, infinite, and unchangeable in his power and perfection, goodness and glory, wisdom, justice, and truth. Nothing happens through him and by nothing happens except through him and by his will. Those your bars? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was you. I was like, all right. No. Okay. Sounds like a little bit of brain with some DC mixed in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hearing truth, hear truth and justice. And I'm like, it's not too bad. Now, I mean, to be fair, that's that's deduced, right? This is this is not something somebody made up. This is, over time, this is what is deduced about God mm-hmm. and what has been revealed. But I want to know what you all think, think about that. What do y'all think? I don't disagree. disagree with it. Right. I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with I, think, it. I think the craziest thing about that is that um, we all know he's a creator. We take for granted the creative yeah, part. Yeah, I think, yeah, we take that for granted. We take the creative part granted. I think when you're I say, saying that he is in all things. Oh, that's, that's kind what of I mean by that. Yeah. That not even that this table that. can't be created without him. Oh. Even though it's an inanimate object. I see. I it see. took okay. energy so <laughs> and some natural resources <laughs> to create it. So that's what I meant when I, I said see. that. Okay. I see. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of, not a lot of people, there are people who believe that. This is God. Right? Yeah, no. I'm in his Brahmin. is a <laughs> principle. And, um, so, yeah, that's very different. Um, were you, Dan, were you about to say something? I'm 
<laughs> That's just happening to me right now. There's a lot of talk. Yeah, there's a lot of talk. Um, well, let's go. Let's go to uh, um, what you asked after that. How do we overcome the dogma of the church? Um, because now, <sighs> mind you, there's a lot left on the table with that question. Who is God? A lot. Who is God? Right. I mean, that could be a whole other group, right? Yeah. You know, and so I mean, I think that's why so many people spend their lives in uh, apologetic debates because you have um, people who are arguing, and their argument is what is objectively true. That's what they're. That's what they're arguing. Right. They are, and even the people who would say they're not arguing for objective truth they are arguing are. for objective yes. truth. Yes. They would say no. God, it, truth is not objective. It's subjective. And my question would be. True. <laughs> it's self-defeated. So truth is objective, you know, and and, uh, and so everybody um, is arguing for what they believe to be true, um, and I think only one of those things is true. So when it comes down to what you were saying, Sid, about the different religions, it's important that we see that they have fundamental differences. Mm-hmm. Right. They're fundamental differences. <clears throat> um, what's in the it's a fundamental difference. A fundamental difference of Christianity and Islam is that uh, one, Jesus is not God. That's a fundamental. I was about to say the whole New Testament. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, which is odd because even Islam in their Quran uh, it elevates yeah. the New Testament and says to regard it and yeah. then it also destroys it and says don't trust it. Who you with? That's an actual contradiction. But um. Uh, another fundamental um, disagreement is the question of who is God, right? We believe the Christian view of God is that, one, we can't fully comprehend God. We can apprehend uh, the way we would be able to look at an ocean and be able to see how beautiful it is, how long it is, wonder about what all is in it. We can't fully comprehend this mass body of whatever. Same thing with outer space. We're just kind of like in awe about it. Um, but I think some of those fundamental differences occurred because of humans. And so that's what I mean, is that I think these changes came up because we got too much into creating what religion has become now. That's absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so that's what I'm saying is I think What's at the example? core... Which one? Most, I just think my, most of the fundamental differences are because people created what the rules were supposed to be. And well, what here's they what I'm thinking did. of that doesn't involve rules. This is more so true. Right, so well, the, Christ, the Christians claim that hey, there apparently was some guy in first century uh, Palestine that died and rose again from the dead. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would probably remember that, um, <laughs> and they'd write about it. And then, as people are writing about it, if it was false, people would be like, "Yo, you lying!" Right, and we don't have any of that <laughs> in history. Right, we don't have one person. Those are lost books. You're lying. <laughs> the argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's they don't. They're not even saying that. Exactly. Yeah. They're not even saying that. So. A fundamental difference is that Islam says that, oh no, he didn't die. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, we have a fundamental di- disagreement here. <laughs> we have a, we have a, we have a uh, disagreement here. Um, yeah, he was a prophet and he just, you know, whatever. That's a significant disagreement. Mm-hmm. Because our, the Christian faith hinges on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and so obviously the Christian faith posits that that is... What's true for everyone? That was know. one of the jokes we made on the, on the um, episode. Was like, yeah. who? I know you just said something about people um, reliving or uh, writing about what they seen, mm-hmm. and nobody's questioning. <laughs> they were just humans like us, right? Yeah. So they wrote it. They wrote all of these books, and we just we go by it, and we don't ask any questions about why we go. Well, hey, you should ask questions. I mean, Columbus recently didn't discover. I mean, I know, I know. we, we, we recently started to doubt that. Huh? It's, I mean, Columbus, all that stuff. We just recently started to, like, put Pocos into that story. Yeah. I mean, we're no. recently just starting Columbus. to be, like, rethink slavery. And, I mean, people are just starting to find out that, you know, Africa wasn't just... Uh, Feed the children commercials before, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like people didn't know. Like, so it's just like, but when you say that, because you but nobody goes and say, oh, think about Mali and all the different tribes and where math started and how where gold was and how we was in our own real Wakanda comes from a real concept. So it's just like, but we it's just like what we question is always weird to me. Mm-hmm. We'll question certain things, but then we won't question other. 
That's why religion is always one of those things when I talk to people. I'm so like, what do y'all mean when you say we don't question? Because I know there's probably like some some pain in there where you ask questions and people are like, oh, you lacking faith or whatever. Right, yeah. So yeah, flesh that out. It's a the bit. Bible, but the Bible is at the end of the day is a it's a man written hand like hand written by men. And interpretation. Well, the and, textbooks and we, are too. Yeah, and then they interpret like we can all we can all see the same event and might see different days. Like we got different vantage points from it. So if somebody else was there right next to Mark and. But if you start, if you saying whoever was standing next to these guys and they looked at it and they seen something different, where is that book? Or is that, is that, is that yeah. a book? Well, here's the thing. Were you about to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a question. Like, would you, do you question if the Holocaust happened? <laughs> like, were you alive? No. How do we know it happened? You gotta go by. You gotta go by. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Survivors. Somebody, somebody go about it. Living live testimony. Yeah, living testimony. Right, see, 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 that's a loaded question because I feel like if I ask a question about this, it'll feel like I, it sounds like I'm going against the Holocaust, right? But if you do ask a question about it, it's like. Why are you asking questions about it? Haven't, period. And then, yeah. then you get cast down as like There's too many questions. That's, well, that's actually well, yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, but if you really, if you really want to think, like, all right, I'm not. What they say about slavery? I'm, I'm Bring it home. That, that would you? You be like, nah, yeah, bro. I, I know. But some, some people, some, some we, people, we, we, people we, we had slaves. Some people don't know. And then they'll say slavery wasn't that bad. The country was a black. But that's what. And they'll say slavery wasn't that bad. Yeah, because he it was because slavery was a system. It wasn't about him Race. being black. He came yeah. into that system yeah, and true. then superseded it and became one of who he Part was serving. Um, so they just—I heard this just like this is like deja vu. Did you just say this on the podcast? Somebody but even even if you, you look at the Holocaust and you look at somebody from from um, the the leaders uh, camp mm-hmm. and they write a book about it, what is that going to say? No, it's they, gonna, have, they have broken. Yeah, yeah. And I'm they not. said we was wild. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure. I think I'm sure they don't. I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason. You have a lot of different writings that show that Jews were not human, or at least less. Oh no, he was very transparent about how to justify what they were doing to him, and then that goes into Charles Darwin and evolution. All that stuff, but um, I'm not smart enough to question that kind of stuff. I guess why yeah, I I guess the, <laughs> like the principle is that when we have questions about history, mm-hmm. typically we look back to people who were alive during that time. Touché. And so the Bible is like the only book where people go, well, they were humans. You know what I mean? Every other place in history, we take their word for it. We go, oh, George Washington was the first president. And maybe that's the fault of religion. No, I think well, that's the fault. So, I think it's the fault of her. Uh, I, I think hurt. I think hurt. Right. So there was a thing I wanted. I wanted you to get. You, I wanted to get your clarification on what um, any of you mean by religion. But before I ask that, um, even add on what Darren is saying, it's like what Christianity claims is that this this book, particularly that one, Brian, but this Bible, <laughs> everybody knows what it is. This one singularly binded thing is not just one little book, though. You know. It's not, it's it's a collection of historical documents written down by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, and they um, claim supernatural events, and those events are taking place in fulfillment of specific prophecies, and they're also claiming that these events are divine rather than human in origin, and all of this is written down by yes humans, stretched across across millennia, and this one book tells one story. So it is different than anything else in history, right? It's it's significantly different, and it's and it's I was about to say obviously to me it is obviously um, not merely human, although humans were the instrument in writing it. I don't believe it's I don't believe it's merely human. Um, but uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Why was I saying all that? The Bible. Because you were trying to come to the point of no one writing things, questioning it at the time. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, how we that's started. Right. Yeah, that's how we started. Producing. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. Trying to tell So when we think about that criteria of what the Bible is, we would need to isolate those things that I just said. 
documents? Are they historical? They, we need to determine whether or not that's true. Written down by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Is any of this true? If all of that is true, then it can be trustworthy. Is what it, it's it's trustworthy. You know, not. I'm not saying you have to agree. I'm not. I don't mean trustworthy. I haven't gotten to the point where we submit to it and follow it. I'm talking about can we believe that the person writing is the person writing and they actually said these things? Right. We. I, I think we can. And I think the Bible is the most attested historical book in all of the world. I genuinely believe that, and I'm and I'm willing to. I I, I agree. Go, you know, see see what anyone else. Would I say agree. About that. But, I think. I I don't think people. If they really want to dig into their heart, have a problem with the, if the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. I think they have a problem with, is that really what it's telling me to do? Right. Because well, I think... So now, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, even from its original form, it has been translated many times. And then we have additional humans, pastors, translating it even further to mean what they interpret it to mean. So... Of just like you playing telephone, of course things can get lost in translation. So I think, like he said, that's what most people have a problem with is how people have interpreted it and used it to suit their own purposes. Mm-hmm. What is the real version about that? What is that? Uh, I was just saying, what is the real version? I mean, I'm gonna say real. What, I was about to answer. Okay, yeah. okay, go ahead. What's that number of? Oh yeah, you can try and give you a gift. Um, oh, okay. you know that thing, right? I'm like, I did it first. What's the number of copies of manuscript that we have now? Well, that's what I was about to. That's what I was about to get into. But um, I mean, if you want to talk about any original language, we're talking about over 5,800. Yeah. So to the Bible's like, in total, it's over 25,000. Right. Mm-hmm. So the problem, I guess, with the argument of is it it's translation? How many times? Had an original copy of the Bible, right? Which we don't have, I don't believe. There is no original copy of any historical right. thing in antiquity. That would be very dangerous. Oh, at okay. that point, someone can take the original, change it. Oh yeah. And now that's been copied. Right. But we don't have originals. We only have copies of the original. That we're assuming. And if everybody has the same copy. If someone changes it, we can go whoa. Yeah. The copy's different than mine. Right. And so that's why it being translated over time doesn't really attack. Oh, no, I'm not saying that it's attacking its truthfulness, but it's a t- it changes what people think is true about the words that they are saying. And, right. Well, and that's why I think in two things you said. Also mentioned, yeah, yeah I, I agree with the latter half yeah. of that. Um, but the reason the manuscript thing is so important is because we think about anything. I, there's a lot of this stuff I'm about to say that none of us really care about. But you think about Julius Caesar, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But why it's important is that when it comes to reputable scholars, they're not, they're not arguing whether or not Julius Caesar existed. Right. right? Meanwhile, the only thing, thing we have to say that Julius Caesar existed are these 14 copies of written works that say that he existed. And they're like, we're going through the checklist to see if this is historical, and there's nothing really to argue about. It's 14 of them. And not only is it 14, it's written hundreds of years after he actually existed. Mm-hmm. But, so, so then keep that in mind. And that's how most things are in history and antiquity. The Bible has over 5,800 of these. And it's within a span of 60 to 90 years, or even 100. 60 to 100 years from when Jesus walked the earth that these things were written. And I'm being, I'm being nice. Yes, that's generous. 60 to 100. But, but yeah, and so it's like, um, the arguments of uh, veracity and uh, trustworthiness, it really seems like a playground fight when you look at all the history and everything else. Because it's like, wow, there's a lot of things that we trust in history. And if you begin to question those specific things about the Bible, we're actually throwing our entire means of determining history in the trash. Mm-hmm. We're throwing it in the trash. Um, uh, I forgot what I was about to say, but somebody else can go. Oh yeah, I think that one of my biggest questions, even when I was growing up, like the different versions of the Bible, there was certain parts of the Bible that were literally in red. It said, "Hey, these are the words that <laughs> was said." Like, oh, so, yeah, so I'm like, okay, so yeah, these were the words. Like, how do you know those are the real words? Somebody, and somebody, somebody can't write it. Because yeah, like, ah, like, they ain't have. There was nobody sitting there typing it up. Like, hey, what'd you say? So going back to Darren's point about translations, it's so. 
translations, uh, yeah, like telephone. So it's the only reason it's not like telephone um, is because you have telephone and the message is entrusted to one individual as, it, as, as it's going down, right? Mm -hmm. Each timeline, the message is entrusted to one individual and maybe they can mess it up. And then that's the only message they get. And then that individual's gotten a flawed message and then it goes down the line and it continues to get jacked up. And the reason why it's important that we have so many manuscripts, is, I'm just basically saying the exact same thing Darren said, is because from the moment the originals are copied, which it's done in the presence of eyewitnesses, that's important, right? Because if an eyewitness to the events are reading this and they say, hey, some dude died and rose from the dead, like, what? <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, and, and so uh, they're, they're writing this down and people are just making copy after copy after copy of it. So then when you come up to a variant, not only do you look at another copy, you have hundreds of other copies to look at and say that, okay, so this is the one that's the outlier. This is something that clearly somebody put in. People have done it in history. There's a, jo a Jewish historian named Josephus. He's Jewish. He's not Christian. Meanwhile, he's a historian. He has a work called Antiquities, and he talks about a man named Jesus who started a following of people who was crucified by Herod, who um, the... Uh, Sanhedrin um, mm -hmm. condemned to die. Um, and then there's a copy of Josephus' works that says that uh, it kind of interpolates this thing where he calls Jesus the Messiah and, you know, the Lord. And historians are looking at that saying, this dude's Jewish. He would, say that. He would never call Jesus the Messiah. So some Christian over time entered that mm -hmm. into his text. Meanwhile, everything else is all throughout his, his work in history. Jesus existed. John the Baptist existed. All these things that corroborate what the scriptures are saying about history. I mean, that's extremely important. Through men's perspective. Because the whole that, Bible was written by men, though. What does that mean? Because all, not to say that they were writing lies, but it was all from the perspective of like people. And none of them were written by people that weren't similar to one another, that didn't hang out with one another. I would disagree. Yeah, yeah. No, they're all different. They're, they're all different times. Agreed. Time, time Agreed, but they are all men. Okay. They are all the same from a same region. <laughs> Do you hate men? No, I don't. My argument is is that like people interpret things similarly. No. And so because you don't have different people writing it, then you can get things from the same perspective. That's my only argument. What like what would be a different if a woman wrote one of the chapters in the Bible. Well, that would make it more true or what? No, I'm not saying it would make it more true at all. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that it would bring more of the eyewitnesses. Because, of course, it was women there. We know they yeah. were written in there. It's, a, it's but, wrote about a lot. A lot of women are written about. Right. Yeah, but they didn't write Mark it. Mark used a lot of testimony of women. Agreed. But they didn't write it. That's my point. Yeah, I mean, they weren't allowed to. And so there were a lot of things that weren't allowed. So you, do you oh no, I, I definitely think it's like a, uh, it's like an underground book. If we had time, like I'm sure, I'm sure it's one that, there. But I, I think I understand. What it's you're never saying, published. Just a woman black book. But I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that a diversity of perspective necessarily means more truthfulness. I don't I think be, that necessarily. Means I can, that. and I think it's a lot of parallels into our today's world. I can. I think it can validate it for more people, not necessarily well, make so, it more. So now we're talking about trying to validate what they're writing. That's all so, I'm saying. Yeah. So there are a lot. Of, when you think about how somebody determines something is historical, there's a lot of different checklists they go through. It's not just a bunch of Christians looking at it and being like, oh, I, really, "I really hope this is true." <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're gonna put this out there. You know, there, and there are some specific things. One, um, as far as uh, I forget what it's called, but Jesus' disciples are idiots. Oh, of course. If you read the scripture. They're fools. They're the ones writing the story, though. Yeah. If they're wanting some type of esteem and power and they want to do this to some cause for their own selfish desire, why would they do that? <laughs> Two, what would you guys say is the most important message in all of Christianity? Love. Mm. I think love. Is that, was off the, that was off the whim, I say love. Yeah, that was, that was well, I'm going to tell you, it's the gospel, the gospel message. That is the crux, <laughs> no pun intended, but of <laughs> the entire message of Christianity. And the gospel uh, first and initially got out through women. 
Now, the like, disciples, like every good thing in the world. <laughs> so here's the thing. What's very interesting about that is it's not to say, see, women empowerment. It's actually more beautiful than that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, in that culture, women weren't allowed to write this down. And it was also declared that their testimony is untrustworthy. Meanwhile, they wrote in history that, hey, this message went out through women. So they had, everybody had every reason to say, oh, we ain't believing that. That's stupid. But it was true. This is what happened. Yeah. These women were here. They saw the risen Lord. They went and told people about it. They're just writing down what, what happened. Even in a culture that says, nobody should believe what these dudes are talking about. Because these women are the ones that spread the spread message. And so you think about that. And then another thing is corroboration by enemies. I mentioned Joseph. Josephus, he was not a Christian, he was a Jewish man who during that time is anti-Christian because they're getting God wrong, they're getting the Torah wrong and all this other stuff. But then you also had other opponents of Christianity who were not arguing whether or not Jesus existed. Everybody knew it. That was a foregone conclusion. They were arguing on whether or not he was truly God. Mm -hmm. So his life, his being crucified, mm -hmm. and people's testimonies of having seen him in person is all mentioned in these enemies. <laughs> written down uh, recollection of history. And so all of that is important. That's That brings a significant veracity to what the scriptures are saying. Like All that's important so that we can actually get to the scriptures and read it and trust that I'm reading something that is historical. Now, the second point, half of what you said, mm -hmm. there are people who take that, don't even believe what they're even reading, and they have other motives. We saw it in slavery. We see it in churches today. Mm -hmm. Right? As a pastor who holds dearly to preaching the truth, my desire is not for people to be listening to me the rest of their lives. It's to equip them so that they can read it. It's for them. Right. This is for you. It's not for me. I have a line. It's not. I have a line of question. It's just, only. Go ahead. It's just to help because I'm just sitting here. My thoughts are uh, going. Um, are you seminary trained? Yeah. Okay. I think you could. You can't tell. I know. I can tell. <laughs> I, I, just wanted, I just didn't want it to be like because. It's just amazing. Every seminary trained, uh, I want to say preacher, because everybody seminary trained ain't preachers. Mm -hmm. Some people go to seminary for different reasons. It's just amazing how consistent you can see. Like even your uh, highly teach you how your the vernacular. The I didn't do a preaching class in seminary. Really? Did you already have that? I, yeah. <laughs> All right, because you have a good cadence. <laughs> I like your sound. <laughs> I like your cadence. Because I think a lot of times people don't understand is, you know, I grew up in church. I could probably be a preacher because I know vernacular and timing and how to get a rise. Some of those things are the basics of what can move people, unfortunately. I don't care if it's right or true or not. Let's just be honest. That's what rappers do. That's what entertainers do. And it's just amazing to see... Because even Obama, that was one of the biggest things they, they loved yeah, it. It's, it's because it kind of mimicked the black church. And that's why a lot of black people was like, oh yeah, he's the truth. Because it's something familiar. Yeah. Um, and it's just amazing because I've always talked to my dad. My dad's not seminary trained. And then my granddad's a pastor. Who's, well, he is kind of seminary trained. I wouldn't say he's totally he's not. He's kind of because Because organizations create their own schooling. Oh, to uh, teach. So you can't say he's not. But you can't, they also may not go through the same homiletical, homo, say the word. Homiletical? Yeah. Teaching <laughs> in class. He like, he knew. <laughs> I knew he knew. <laughs> um, they might not go through it the same way. And it's just amazing to see, because I wanted to really get into style. And yeah. I don't think people really understand how impactful style is in delivering. I delivering. get that, man. And I don't mean to cut you off. Style's important. I'll let you finish. Uh-uh. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, and this is, I, I'm still up in the air about where Kanye is. Really, I don't know. I'm afraid that he's saying it, but this, there's something he said that I really, I love. And they were asking, I actually love it, yeah. They asked him about style of preaching. And my style of preaching is what's called expository. Mm -hmm. It means you read the text and you teach people what the text is saying. Right. I'm not interested in people liking me. I'm not interested in people, you know, responding to me a certain way and all that stuff. And Kanye said, um, I am new to this. I don't know what it says. I need somebody to go by the lines and tell me what it means. I'm not interested in sauce. I just came from hip hop. I'm filled with sauce. I don't need sauce in the pulpit. And I'm like, yes, because that's so significant today. 
And even you, you're looking like, man, I don't know. Meanwhile, you're sitting there with all these issues about church. Because no, people I, have put focus oh, on no. things. I, I was about to say, I think they put... So if you want to get... I have a lot of issues, but not specifically about church. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not... I think in my ignorance when I was younger, I used church. I think say church, you're still saying God because God's church. You're saying people. I have, the problem is with people. That's, that's, that's so I, I try to take the church out of it and God out of it because it's not his problem. Because he's like... I don't know what they're doing. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, he's eating those exactly. Yeah, you know what they're doing. He said, I ain't telling them to do that. Um, <laughs> but like, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of us, I'm going to say specifically, you know, young black professionals, a lot of educated young black professionals, it is very hard for them to go back and listen to the church that they grew up in because you have been now conditioned to uh, learn in the way of expository preaching because that's what you do in college for the most part. That's how teachers teach you. So you're used to a 90-minute block. Give me the notes. Give me the facts. Don't BS me. So what happens is it makes sense why that is becoming more popular. The re- I'm not going to say the old church, um, older black church was ignorant, but they were less educated. And when less educated, you subscribe to things different. You know? Well, I know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm not saying I'm saying that. I'm not saying that preaching should be. No, no, no. Yeah, I think it's not devoid of style, but I think it's. I think I always say it's something for (laughs) everybody. But it's it's something for everybody. So my style is like it should be manufactured, right? Where it's like I'm dressing. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think every preacher brings their personality. Correct. They bring their personality, but what we're familiar with is dudes like (laughs) going to an art form. Yeah, it's art. It's performance. Art form. Performance and all the extra theatrics. And the thing is. I'm not gonna even knock it because some of the greatest preachers I subscribe to, I was about to say, No Jones is my one of my favorite one of my favorite preachers. He has so much style and personality, but he but he actually knows how to break it down when you actually listen to other to things. To my point, I, uh, my church here came from that style. Yeah. That style, like that style where like they preach and then it's, they try to get a rise and they're gonna repeat it until they get somebody up shouting and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm like, Actually, what does that really mean? I don't really need that. I, I would rather, at the point I'm in now, I would rather go to a church and it be quiet for a half an hour and I get that expository <laughs> where you break it down to me and you like, it says this, this is what it means, and this is why it means that. I'm like, that's okay. What, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they made you Presbyterian. <laughs> 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 is that what Presbyterian is? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> But I, I hate to say this. Is, I, you gonna hate it? Because I, I, I know how you feel. But the same token, it's, it's less to do with that than culture. What happens is, as you get more educated, you get further away from your culture and you don't even know it. That's why we always have to go back and find our culture again. You get a further... It's black culture. Some of that is just black culture. It has nothing to do it's, with God. <laughs> it's culture. That, I get that. I agree with you. And I think sometimes I what happens is you are... The more educated you come, become... The more in a professional setting you you get, culture is the first thing they break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I know preachers um, who do some of the like classic preaching things, <laughs> but they also preach the text. Where they, you can do both. <laughs> no, so, I, I was gonna say, no Jones is a great example uh, of that. And so that's all I care. Yeah, about. That, that's all I care about. Preach the word. <laughs> what I what what we're what I believe we are talking about is dudes who get up there and. Yeah. I, I I I know I got somebody in here today. It's like, brother. Yeah. You see us. We are here. I'm all we're all here. If you speak about if you speak about I always say if you speak about Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection, you'll never mess up. Well that's what the yeah, The problem is people de- they deviate. They, yeah, if it never if it never goes back to Jesus died for our sins. If it never goes back to that, I question. I, I'm I'm a really I'm a guy, I'm not big on prosperity preaching. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's not no, me. That's, oh, that's, 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 that's it. <laughs> it fun- must be a scam caller. So the funniest like, thing, we'll tell you the funniest thing. <laughs> we had to cut that part. That's the funniest thing because it's, it's, it's a burner. So like nobody really called that phone. But it's that's wild. But it's just like I I wanna I always tell people be careful of how much disdain you throw because for some people that's important. Cause I think you gotta be really careful, and I'm I'm one to be judgmental. So I know you can get into your own head and realize that what you what not might not be good for you does not mean it's not good. 
you got to be very careful because it got somebody through. And a lot of it got you to where you are. So you can't say it's all bad now. So you got to say, all right, it's just not for me. I just subscribe to something different. Just because you like different does not mean bad. Right. Agreed. And I think sometimes, a lot of times, people say you make a stance on one thing does not mean everything is thrown out. All you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, I, yeah, I agree. So I think it's just one of those things. It's tough because I think we grew up in a very the way we were served it was very toxic. Well, I was, I will, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, you know, the bag that I'm in now is where I agree with that, but mm-hmm. I also, I do know that there are things that are just bad. Oh, horrible. Um, let's say you mentioned prosperity gospel, right? Oh my God, don't get me um, started. Prosperity, I think prosperity gospel is. The kind of quintessential message that a pastor preaches when he wants to build a kingdom to himself. That's that's yes. Any, any human wants to build a kingdom, build a kingdom himself. Jesus' kingdom is here already. I don't need to build a kingdom. Um, so yeah, so like, um, so what you do is you tell people one that their only hope is in money, finances, that their ability to gain these finances rests in their ability to kind of connect with this God in a specific way. And by the way, your connection to God is directly tied with a string from this church to your purse. So make sure that you do all these things. Different Holy Trinity there. (laughs) That's exactly right. Um, And so, uh, and people end up in total despair at the hands of someone they're trusting to preach life to them. But can you speak on, because even still, I think the newest thing is self-help preaching. That bothers me more than anything, because it had... You go to church, they say, somebody told me something, and and I was like, you know, church is not even really built or designed. Or when you go to church, you're not supposed to leave to feel good. It's never that was never the goal. Oh, oh, you're not supposed to. Oh, I see. I that see. was never the goal. And he had a message that made me feel good, or he talked about something specific in my life. It, it's not about you. Mm, I see what you're saying. And people don't understand. It's not yeah. about you. Yeah. Like you can be encouraged as, as opposed to. Going there and searching for someone who's going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. And it has nothing to do with you. And I think it's so much bigger than you. And I think for you to even say that is arrogant. And I don't think we always know how arrogant we are when we go into a church building. Look, man, a lot of things is connected to the questions that we've been asking is um, like the purpose of life. Is that one of the things you got on here? Maybe it was hope. What is our hope? Oh, yeah. yeah, But yeah, so when it comes down to we get to that, that... Tra- that trail. How are we doing on time there? Uh, we got 55 minutes. Right now. Okay. That's how long um, we've been talking? We can do a, 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 a little segment. Oh, no. Nah, I've been chilling. No, I'm about to say that today I was like, I was chilling. I did not say that. No, I didn't talk much. I don't like talking. I'm All right, guys, I need you guys to talk about yourself. Right. Nah, Brandon got me. Let us know on our chat and Instagram if John talked a lot in this episode. Please, please. Let us know. I can't believe it's a podcast. But it's always interesting because I've I've toyed with the idea since about like 25. I was like, I should go. But no, it's relevant to the conversation. I toyed with the idea of going to seminary. And I was just like, I should do that. But I don't think I want to be a preacher. I just want to know more. But the thing is, I was like, see, that's a lot of money not to just, you know, just to know more. But the same token is, it's just like, because of, I want to figure out all the stuff that I was taught. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure I can talk about it intelligently. Because that's one thing where Melvin, we grew up in the same church, and he can always say, when you ask why, it's yeah, like you cursed at him. And I well, say, if you don't know why... Why are you teaching me? That's exactly why. That's exactly, I mean, right. <laughs> people who have a problem with that um, are people who don't believe what they're preaching. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's deep. That's all, that's all it is. Because even if I genuinely believed it and I didn't have the answer, I, I would want to get it for you. Exactly. I'd never get it those. So, um, and that's what I was going to say earlier, but you were on like a monologue. Um, I think <laughs> I think in college <laughs> in college that's why a lot of people around me preferred Bible study over church because you didn't just preach to the text you brought in historical context you brought in other texts and things that you learned and you right and so a lot of people well a lot of people when I was in college preferred Bible study because they felt like I actually learned more here mm-hmm. than I do if I would have went to church on Sunday. Right. Some um, churches Bible study ain't even Bible study. 
But it's like the, the the word is Bible study. Like we're supposed to yeah, be here to time. study. Well, <laughs> like, yes, and I, I mean I'm a I'm a yeah I'm a bit of a stickler on that because a lot of Bible study isn't actually Bible study. It's more like devotions today. So, mm-hmm. And you have you know different things that kind of like give you a passage, and that's good. I think there's a good discipline to do that. But people have done it as, in a way to replace studying the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so they're not asking hard questions. They're not diving deep into the things. They're not sitting under biblical sound teaching. And so it's babies, 60, 70-year-old babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when you have that, 60, 70-year-old children, and spiritual children, and then the young children begin asking questions, you become a threat to their kind of normal their system in their seven mm-hmm. cycle. Because it's like, I don't want this thing we have here being disrupted. Uh, whether it be people who are building kingdom pastors, who are pimping people out, whatever. Um, I don't, you know, you're asking questions inevitably is going to lead to people finding out I don't have the answer. Then they're going to stop looking up to me. And then I'm going to stop being, you know, treated in a certain way. I'm going to lose my status. And my kingdom is going to be and that mir- that mirrors society. I don't want you to think that's isolated to church. No, no. that's that human. Society. Mirrors people. Yeah. That's human. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Like, well, the reason we go through and we're jumping around, right? There, but there's a cycle to understand with this, and um, and that's what essentially what the gospel gets to. And you think about other religions, and you think about what they have to say about the world. Um, the main questions that every single human being either explicitly or implicitly wants answered is the question of origin, um, purpose, meaning, and morality, right? Uh, and destination, destination, like what's going to happen? So how did it start? Why am I here? Um, I forget what I said. Origin, meaning, morality, and destiny, that's what it was. So how did I start? Why am I here? How should I act while I'm here? Where am I going? That those, you know, and so any worldview, any religion is implicitly seeking to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And it's good to know that because now we get to look at the answer and see if it's coherent. If a Jewish person is saying that, hey, I'm not Jewish. If a, a Muslim extremist is saying, hey, look, you have to agree with me or I'm going to kill you. I believe that you can know in your heart that something's wrong with that. <laughs> I, I believe that that morality is written on our hearts. Um, and so... You know, we can ask questions about that, and we can actually look at nature and see if it conforms to nature. And so when you look at the gospel message, what the Christian message is saying, that's also unified to the Jewish message in the, in the Old Testament, it starts with this. God created the world and everything in it. Now, people can debate, debate about that, um, but what science has told us today is that the world definitely had a beginning. It's not eternal. It, it wasn't here all along. We can see that it's expanding, and if it's expanding, just hit the rewind button, and it goes back to something that started. So, um, he created the world and everything, and the whole point was for us to enjoy him, enjoy his creation. That's the whole point. Can we look at ourselves and see that that's the case? Do, do, Do all of us have some desire for better and pleasure and enjoyment? No one, I don't think, walks this earth thinking, you know, I want things to no one does that. No one does that. Also, that broke because our relationship with him broke. Disobedience, trust in our own wisdom rather than his wisdom, wanting to follow him, that broke. Can we all corroborate that? Do we look at this world and say, you know what? This is pretty good. Like, no. We're looking at something. Something's broken. Something's wrong. Something's clearly wrong. Um, now, where people begin to start disagreeing is because now we start having a battle with our own will. Because it says that it broke, and guess what? This guy is perfectly just. We talked about this in our episode. He's perfectly just. There is the need for justice in every humanity, in every human, because this guy is perfectly just, and he made you. And there is no human that had, gets punched in the face and thinks that nothing should happen. They think that you know something should happen, and if someone doesn't think something happened, they might think they deserved it. So they still believe in justice <laughs> if they think they deserved it. So, uh, you know, so um, so it, it's broken, and it's broken because of us, and the result of it being broken by us is separation and death, punishment. Every single one of us deserves it. 
Every single one of us deserves it, and because he's perfectly just, it's coming to every single one of us. That's the reason why Christians proselytize and preach. It has nothing to do with building up a kingdom, building a ministry, saying, hey, look at you down there, look at how good I am. It's saying, hey, look, this thing you've been feeling in life, the fact that you know yourself you're not perfect, the fact that you can see in other people they're not perfect, the fact that you've been getting beaten up in life and going through pains and trials, causing pains and trials, I found an answer. That's it. That's what evangelism is. I found the answer. And the answer came in the form of a human being as God himself. Why? Because humans are the ones that needed to be punished. Humans needed to be punished, so a human needed to be punished. The God who's perfectly just is also perfectly loving. And since he's perfectly loving, he says that my justice has to be carried out, but let it be on me. So therefore, what it means to receive Jesus Christ does not mean to go up to the front after the pastor said it 25 times and got on your nerves. It means to realize in the deep corners of your life that I actually am a flawed individual. And whatever any of these religions have to offer regarding the steps I got to take to get to God, I know I can't make those steps. The Christian message is you can't make them. Actually, God made the steps to you. He came to earth. He lived. He died. And he rose again from the dead. So what it means to hide in his identity is for you to come before the Lord and say, it's Jesus' life. In perfection that is on me now. All of my flaws are gone. God sees you and he says you're perfect. <laughs> That's grace. That's mercy. That's grace. That's the gospel message. And so, it, you know, um, I want to dive into a couple others. We can do a bonus part, but you ask that question, is everyone going to heaven? Um, and I'll end this part with this. No. No. Big no. And, and, and people may have a misconstrued view of that where it's like, um, because you didn't do the right things in life, God is like, oh, all right, then, no, go to hell. No, that's not how it works. Every single human being deserves hell already. We're, we, we are broken. We're falling. He's perfect. Perfection doesn't live with brokenness. And so Jesus has come as a sacrifice for people so that we can have entry into heaven. And the fact of the matter is not everybody wants to be there. Not everybody wants... His life, they want their own. It's like, look, I want to do what I want to do. That's a battle we have, our will versus the Lord's will. And we're, we're, we're persons. He's personal. And so that's what that internal battle is. We don't actually believe um, that we're flawed. We think that we can actually make these steps in order to get close to God, and we can't. Um, and so people will not, everybody will not go to hell um, simply because heaven. God's love, he doesn't force it. Say again? Heaven. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, heaven. Not everybody will go to heaven because uh, God doesn't force everyone there. He's made a way for everybody to get there, but not everybody wants to be there. Um, and Jesus said himself that he is the only way to God, the only truth about God, the only life found in God. People got a problem with that? We'll find out whether or not it's true. There are Christians like myself who live today who can tell you that Brandon B.C. is a very different Brandon, he can tell you too, than Brandon today. It's not because I read some self-help book on how to be a better person. <laughs> it's because in the deep corners of my life, I realized I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up, and there's nothing I can do. And when you're sitting in that pit of despair, it's actually good news to know that the God of this universe specifically made it so that you could be made whole. So that's what the gospel message is. And I don't believe there's any religion that offers such good news that speaks to the actual reality that dwells in all of our hearts. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, so, did y'all have any last thoughts? You <laughs> expect us to say something? Who are you supposed to say? Oh, yeah, we do have gifts again. I was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you didn't give the gifts. I, I didn't, okay. I've done enough. Hey, I'm Am I really a Presbyterian? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's all Christian, right? Yeah, no. But if that's the pace you like, on a church. Is that, that's wrong the pace you like, then you should try one It's a wrong building. You should try. It's more reserved. That, that's how we grew up. I grew up Presbyterian, yeah. Word. Um, but uh, it wasn't good. I mean, you know, we went through the same. You know, we went through the. You know, it don't matter. Different place. Yeah, same. We went story. through the same things because humans, man, it's sin. We all deal with it. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, man. So you've been on our podcast a few times, and you're in this. I know you haven't been on our pod, but so I can hit you through him. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> still you still get. Yeah. <laughs> what was last week's episode? <laughs> 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 no, but we, we really appreciate any 
anytime we call you, you're willing to come on our pod and, and, and help out and say and thanks for having us today. Yeah, and you never come empty-handed, so we, we said we would uh, return the favor. I appreciate that. We got you, which you, you guys call them sticks. Yeah. We don't call them cigars. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> got you some whiskey and uh, four of them, huh? Very nice. We appreciate y'all, man. Thank you guys for coming on. I don't know how y'all want to split these up. You guys have some questions, listeners? He's like, I'll take those. He's like, all right, hey, I'm not. He's like, all right, never mind. He's like, all right, let me know what you want me to get. That's fine. I know you don't like a day. I don't like writing myself. But, and listeners, if you guys have any questions, shoot us some questions. For sure. Well, I'll address them. And also, I'll shoot them to unsolicited people. Did you have any questions for the things that they said? Yeah, we're not going to answer them the same way Brandon does. Where, you know, where can they find their podcast? Yeah, oh yeah, shout oh, yeah. your stuff up. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, oh, and Google Play, Stitcher, any actual platform, Unsolicited Views. If you just look up Unsolicited Views Podcast, you'll find us. It's three guys, John, Mel, and Maul, and we're going to put Sid in the picture at some point. Um, <laughs> so we'll be on, um, we're there every week. We're, we're, we try to be consistent. We're on episode one. This will be episode. We're gonna put this on our podcast, episode one sixty. Yeah. Okay. So we're trying, man. Oh, IG. Oh, IG at Unsisted Views. Um, we always uh putting some up there. That's some of it's good. Some of yeah. it's <laughs> you gotta judge it however you may. Okay. But um, we're open though. It's we, not as clean as uh black and no, black not as all. <laughs> and the thing is, we're and we feel that we're pretty mild. Like, but you guys are a little milder than us because y'all men of the club. I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, but we take all comments. So if they, yeah, they yeah, send yeah. someone yeah. here and, they, and, you're, and the followers over here, and you yeah. guys are like, yo, guys are wild. Just tell yeah, we, we cool. Yeah. And we, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about y'all on the next episode. <laughs> we, we down with Jesus and Nazareth. Um, so I'm with it. Good. And I'm Presbyterian now. Yeah, man. I'm going to do some stuff. Yeah. I appreciate y'all, man. Guys, appreciate check it. out our Patreon. I'm going to put this uh, bonus episode up on Patreon. We're going to finish talking about a little bit of things. But thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Black yeah. and Word, where you are guaranteed to hear one of two things. Our humble opinion, one of the facts, all of that.